All right. All right. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you are in the world. My name is Bison, a.k.a. Bison Trades over on Twitter. And welcome back to another episode of Rare Fud Radio. I'm so excited, guys. We got our man Dor back. We got Joe here. We got the full crew today. And today we do have stuff to talk about. I'm so excited because the market actually has a little bit of life to it. I mean, it was completely dead. Last time we talked, I don't know if you saw how despondent Joe and I were. Uh, in fact, I looked yesterday and I did not even upload the episode to podcast because everything was just so damn bad. I don't know if anybody wants to hear it. I may still upload it just in case because I did edit it. But in the meantime, we do have stuff to talk about today. Let's talk about Klano's absolutely crushing some volume. I mean, crushing it. We actually seem to have some whale activity there. We'll be talking a lot about Klano's today. We'll be talking about Lily. And Lily's recent rise from the bottom, it's up about 50% today, um, and over the past 24 hours, I should say. But nonetheless, I mean, it's showing good signs of strength off the bottom. We do have some other projects moving. There will definitely be alpha today. We'll be talking about the picks we made last Tuesday. We'll see who the winner is on that front. And then we'll also be making some picks as well today. There's a ton of news to get into. We're going to talk about Mongrel Sale. Definitely going to be talking about Mongrel Sale. We're going to be talking about Ordinals. There's definitely some Ordinal news. Guys, the ecosystem has a little bit of life to it. But before I get into it, I cannot go further in this conversation without my content brother, my man in Mexico now. Dor, how we doing today? I caught a mid-bite, bro. I caught a mid-bite. <laughs> Your boy's starving, man. I woke up and haven't had anything to eat. Been in meeting all day, just jumped off one with shake to come on with you guys. But besides all that, I'm happy to be here. Happy to hang out with you and Joe again. Talk about the market. I'm glad it wasn't here on Thursday because not a lot was going on. But today, man, things are popping. Planos are popping. I'm excited, man. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me up, dude. Yeah. Um, well, no, it, you picked a great time to make the move, Dor. I mean, you could not have timed that better. What were we going to talk about? I mean, you just heard it in Joe's voice, too. Uh, just how sad he was about the market. I mean, we both were just kind of like mopey the entire time. We're like, okay, here's the alpha. There's none right now. Everything's dying. Um, but nonetheless, let's bring up Joe and maybe he'll sound a little bit more cheery today as well. Joe, how you doing today, bro? Doing well, doing much better than that other day. Yeah, we were down bad, B. We were down bad. It was looking, it was looking bad, man. It wasn't looking too hot for us here, but we got door back looking fresh. New background, same door. We're out here, bro. Yeah. Hey, guys, in a matter of like a couple of weeks, I went from closest to the equator to furthest from the equator. You guys both got a little more tropical on me. Um, hopefully that sunshine helps affect the mood as well. It does seem like you guys are both alive and thriving. I'm glad you made successful moves. So uh, nonetheless, we got a ton to get into. Um, we talk a little bit about the market. Uh, so there's some mixed reviews, in my opinion. Uh, one, NFT volume is up. We are at 122,000 Solana volume, according to TXO.com backslash stats. Uh, Magic Eden at 72K volume. Hadeswap back at 17.8K volume. Tensor. Tensor is definitely one I want to talk about today. Um, it has been seeing a rapid rise in its volume. Um, I want to talk a little bit about my experience because I, you know, I'm a soul sniper maxi, right? It's, it's really hard for me to get away from soul sniper, but 
Um, I will talk about a key feature that I think is definitely playing in Tensor's uh, favor. Well, a couple, right? We all know about the points, but we'll get into it. They are sitting at about 16.5K Solana volume. Um, Coral Cube is now down to 6,000, and it seems to be broken out from Magic Eden now uh, on TXO, which is good. This is the exact amount. I, I even think 6,000 is a little bit high. Um, Elixir is now on here as well, sitting just under 5K Solana volume. Guys, want to get your take on the market before I share my thoughts. Let's go with Door first and then Joe. Door, how are we feeling? Door, we can't hear you. Can I, Sorry, Joe, man. can you hear you go. I'm getting, I'm back, getting back in the flow, dude. My dog was barking, so I was like, I muted it, oh. and they forgot to unmute it when I started talking. Hey, man, first day back, getting back into it. So um, the market, like, there's, there's a little bit of life in the NFT market. We're starting to see pumps across a couple collections which is nice. However, it's like, I want to see series of steady increasing volume before I get too optimistic just because a couple collections pop doesn't mean everything else is going to pop. There's so few participants in the market now that we're probably just seeing hot balls of liquidity rotate around the market. So just as quickly as Plano's and Lily ran up, if something else cool comes along, we might see pullbacks in those NFTs to circle to the next collection. But overall, Magic Eden, down to almost 60% of marketplace share, man. That, that's rough, man. And I foresee them continuing to lose market share as time goes on, dude. Uh, and there's no surprise that us on this show, we hate Magic Eden. Like, their policies are grimy. They, they are just the absolute worst. They can't write good articles on ordinals. Oh, my gosh. So anything that – if another marketplace can take their market share away, I'll be a happy day, and we're going to be celebrating here on Rare Fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think um, their days numbered unless they want to come up with something a little bit more innovative rather than copy pasta from, you know, other exchanges. And they've been doing that. You know, that's just that was Magic Eden. Magic Eden came through with a little bit better UI and UX than Salon Art and Soul C and everything else at the time. And that's how they started their their rise to power. And then from there, they just kind of copy pasta a lot of other people, you know, hyperspace. Um they they started doing they acquired coral cube i mean they they really were just like hey you know we're going to quash as much opposition as possible whenever we can so um joe let's kick it over to you how are you feeling about the market a little bit more lively today are we feeling a little bit more optimistic anything like that yeah so for my scalper mindset like i made out pretty well with uh some some you know mid-trade swings i put on on clayno's elixirs will a few of these bags here um, but like Dorian said, what I'm looking for right now to kind of give me that like ump to like really re-enter and punt some longs here on some NFTs would be the unique wallet um, amount. Like I want to see that go up. And if not, that just shows me that we're like cycling liquidity like we always do um, to peer to peer. So we'll see that with a lot of these hype mints coming in. We'll see if we actually have unique wallets ramping up with actual new liquidity coming in or if we'll just try to, you know, uh, piece together a you know mint to secondary solution here where clay knows lily all these products that ran up drop back down to where they were that liquidity goes into the upcoming mints and we ride that seems like more of the the easy play to think about now is like that's most likely going to happen but we will see we might be surprised so that's kind of what i'm looking at right now unique wallets to kind of give me that confirmation yeah and that was that was definitely the point that i wanted to hit across is why i am cautiously optimistic is because it really hasn't budged as far as unique buyers go. Now, I will say as a counterpoint to the counterpoint uh, with the unique buyers is I usually go off Soul Sniper, right? Soul Sniper is usually where my numbers come from. 
And I will say that I'm a little skeptical on the number. The reason being is they don't incorporate tensor data. So I need to talk to Salami Mommy, um, see if they do or, or don't, if it's market-wide or anything like that. I don't know if they incorporate Elixir AMMs. I don't know if AMMs get properly um, acquired into that number. So I, I'm starting to think, like, I don't want to take that number too much at face value. I do think it is a little bit healthier than what it what it suggests. But uh, nonetheless, like, I, I do feel a little bit better about the market. I think there are plays to be made. We've seen Lily come up 50% from its lows. Um, Liberty Square did the same thing, uh, you know, like a week or two ago where it went up 50% from, from 10 to 15. It's back at 11, but I don't think it stays there too long. Um, there There is definitely a few plays out there that I'm I'm interested in, man. I think I'm definitely yeah. interested in. So S SPLs as well, right? Like RLB, right? Like like dust, like some of these SPLs, right? Like put yourself lost, take yourself out with a three to five percent. But like there is value proposition to be had with some of these speculative assets, right? There's big announcements coming up. Speculation, you want to buy into speculation, right? And sell out into news, like. That's, that's like the way the market goes and nothing changes with SPLs. They're volatile as hell, but at least, you know, if you don't want to go buy a more e-liquid asset into an NFT, you know, you know, you play a little bit with SPLs, you can get in and out there and be careful of slippage. And, uh, but yeah, other than that, I think, I think there are some plays to be had and you can see that within the uh, amount of volume, right? We're kind of at that hundred K and we kind of have people feeling a little bit nostalgic saying, yo, bottoms might be in. So we, we're hearing sentiment change on social Twitter as well. So, yeah, there's a, there's a case to be made for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think I'm in the same camp, uh, Joe. That again, I I think there are isolated plays more so than you know systematic uh, like buy everything plays. But um, it, there there's value to be had here, and it finally feels good to you know be checking out the market and not just being doom and gloom about everything. And and I hope that more liquidity comes into the market. I do think a lot of these mints. Um, this is the right time that I'm 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 loving the fact that we're starting to see signs of life because going into these mints just shows that hey there is liquidity sidelined it is just raring and ready to go for for some of these mints and um, there's actually absolutely opportunity within this ecosystem so I'm excited I do think the SPL plays are very interesting to me um, Rollbit is definitely top of my list I mean right now there the amount that people are gambling especially in a in a sideways market a bear market whatever you want to consider it where not a lot's pumping they're going to be gambling you know and i you see it all the time and it's not just solana too that's the nice part about it is it's not just confined to an ecosystem it's pretty much all of web3 right you see gainsy talking about it you see pentoshi talking about it a lot of these bigger accounts that you know we we get caught up in our, our echo chamber within our own ecosystem that it's been nice lately. The fact that Solana has been so sideways has allowed me to make sure I'm checking my biases um, and, and going and following other accounts and other ecosystems or just crypto as a whole, right? And I, I think that's an important thing to do. I think everybody should be checking their biases. But um, let's jump into some headlines because there's a few. The number one thing I want to talk about right now and just hats off to them, um, I want to talk about Yuga Labs uh, for a couple of reasons, right? Number one, Mongrel just sold a $1.6 million Dookie Dash key, uh, the golden sewer key, uh, to Adam. Uh, he he runs recycling and, and trash management over in New York. I checked him out. Super nice dude. By the way, he brought Damar Hamlin to a Syracuse game or something like that, front row. Like You're like, yeah, that's the kind of person I want in Web3. So 
first off, I'm glad to know that the buyer isn't just like some doubt, like, you know, uh, Updow and Meme Land and stuff were the ones who initially put out bids. Then comes this solo guy who, I mean, just seems like a really wholesome person. And I'm like, yes, dude. I'm like, yes, more people like that in Web3. Um, and came through and, and made this $1.6 million offer. It was accepted by Mongrel. Congrats to Mongrel. That is more than he ever won in Fortnite, which just goes to show that there is a niche we can carve out here in Web3 Gaming. Um, guys, your thoughts on the, the Dookie Dash Key sell uh, from Yuga, and, and what do we think we see next? Because I did see uh, from NFT Paris as well, Farouk was talking to the interim CEO, and was asking for plans and it sounds like they're going to be gaming focused and and we're seeing magic eden talk about gaming a lot we're seeing a whole lot of people and i, I do think this is the year that we start seeing a little bit more elevation or elevation in the gaming sphere let's go joe first and then dorian yeah this gives it more of validation right like you can actually you know start seeing some credible returns here this is the first time it's ever happened right where like a an actual nft at yuga labs first one of the first big world-renowned nft projects were able to create a game that people were playing for i mean like it was like a billion some hours they added up to i think something ridiculous amount of time played cumulative and uh and i know it just kind of gives a little bit more validation to the possibilities for blockchain gaming and i think that's exciting and i think 1.6 million is like probably the drop in the bucket at this point to what what could be so it's exciting and gives a little bit more hope and validation for sure. Well said, Joe. Well said. Dorp, what's your take on it? What, do, what are we thinking here? I could have swore NFTs were dead. I could have swore NFTs were a big scam that, you know, everybody was done with and that it was a fad that was going to die. And then this dude comes along who probably wasn't familiar with NFTs but was a solid gamer and managed to play a game. So well, so well to win this one NFT to sell for 1.6 mil. Guess what? His entire audience is like, holy crap. This dude just made a million dollars off of this digital collectible or whatever you want to call it. So on board a whole bunch of more people because people want to make money. And guess what? People like playing games. That's why I still think one of the best ways to onboard people is through video games or one of the best use cases for NFT is through video games. So I'm with you, Bison. I think this year we're going to see a massive push towards major existing companies and these Web3 games that have been developing for a while going to start to push towards a broader audience. And that's going to be one of the main drivers that brings people into crypto. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think this is, look, I've, I've said it for the longest time that art is the first and best use case for NFTs. Um, it, it was clear and obvious and it's been like that from the get go, but I do think gaming is the next push. And I think um, what it can bring to the ecosystem besides, and, and look, I, I hate to break it to a lot of people, but besides the Hogwarts game, which has been in development for forever, it, to me as a gamer, uh, much less so these days, because I don't have as much time, but it, games feel a little bit more stale these days and like it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of innovation or anything and i think nfts could really be like a, a synergistic mutual beneficial thing for um game title producers for anybody developing in the space and then it, and, uh, on consumer end as well you know and i think there's a lot of possibilities i'm excited to see what comes of it and uh you know hats off to yuga thank you so much for continuing to further the space in some way, shape, or form, and I, I love him or hate him, but Basie continues to just do cool things and and innovate. So I'm I'm very proud of where the space is going. I think this is 
more carving out another niche within Web3 gaming as well, in the sense that this was a luxury game, right? Um, you know, Moist Critical, uh, whatever his name is on YouTube as well. Long haired dude. I used to watch him play Among Us all the time back in like COVID days with um, uh, Toast and everybody like that. He was he was absolutely ragging, like just dogging on on Dookie Dash. And there's a lot of stigma that comes with it that I think we still have an uphill battle to face. But this is a right step in the right direction that this is this is money you cannot ignore. Right. For the average everyday consumer, somebody who loves video games, this is a real potential of unlocking. Hey, you know, I can put in so much time and money into this game and maybe get something back or at least be able to recoup some costs whenever I'm done with the game. And so I, I, I just see possibility there. Yuga also gets my uh, one minute door. I, <laughs> your mic keeps going in and out. What do you got? Let, I'm sorry for interrupting your point. No, you're all good. I was also just going to move it on to Yuga getting introduced into the ordinal sphere. Um, Dora, I definitely want to switch over to you because you're the, the ordinals guy in terms of us three, in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm still getting more comfortable with it. I, uh, that's still like a, just an interesting realm to me. I'm more, um, you know, heads down with heist and whatnot, but what do you, what do you think about this Yuga take on ordinals? It sounds like it's just going to be a 200, 300 collection or something very boutique right? hundred pieces, but it's massive, man. This is just adding legitimacy to ordinals. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's like, we're not going to see these massive, huge generative collections over on ordinals and for those who don't know what ordinals are they're just nfts loosely on bitcoin just so everybody has a common understanding uh but the fact that yuga they haven't released anything on any other blockchain other than ETH, has decided they're going to release a boutique collection of art on ordinals is massive this thing is going to absolutely print dog there is and it's going to be an auction so you're going to have to bet on these pieces probably in BTC. Yeah. So unless you're like a BTC, well, you're probably not going to get one. I'm trying to look for more information to see if they'll have a potential for like whitelist or, you know, some type of way for the average person to get it. But yeah, man, this is going to be pretty intense. And the fact that you have to go through so much setup in order to even have a uh, ordinals wallet, I, I think is going to limit a lot of people from getting it right now because the infrastructure on the ordinal side isn't there yet. We don't have trustless marketplaces yet. We don't have wallets that are uh, people are able to trade uh, Satoshis on yet. Uh, one of the reasons people are like, oh, can I just get a Bitcoin wallet? Well, yes, you can. But the problem is that these Bitcoin wallets don't recognize the difference between individual Satoshis. So if your inscription is on one Satoshi and that specific in, uh, Satoshi has a certain value because the inscriptions attached to it by inscription, I just mean NFT. Uh, they, if you're trying to send that uh, inscription to somebody else, it doesn't do that. It looks at all Bitcoin or Satoshis as the same thing. So you can accidentally send your inscription worth several million dollars away to somebody else. And that would screw you over. So right now they're, uh, they're developing out infrastructure, but once that infrastructure is there, I think we're going to see a massive push. And the fact that Yuga Labs is already setting up ground there is just makes me even more bullish for the future of the chain. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely, I mean, like we've been saying for a while, Ordinals is not just a fad. It is not Canto or Aptos or anything like that. This is one of the most, uh, it is the first blockchain that was widely established and the fact that we can now inscribe um, using the ordinals protocol within these satoshis 
it's it's going to change a lot of things. And I think this is where a lot of historical value is going to be derived from. It's going to last 100,000 years. I mean, this is this is history in the making and it's going to be great for a ledger. And, and I think historical value in art, this is the chain that you really want to be on. So I think other than that, though, I mean, like you're not going to be building a game or anything on top of Bitcoin. It's, it's just not what it was built for or anything like that. I, I just don't see it ever happening. Right. Any type of high-end art or any type of art you really want to preserve for the long term, it's going to go there. So don't yeah. be looking for like these massive generative collections. You need to be looking for these one-of-one -one artists or these well-known companies trying to put some type of high-end art and make that an or uh, put this on ordinals. That's what you're looking for. That's where people are going to print, man. I'm uh, look, your boy is too poor to probably be able to win an auction in uh, for Yuga. But I definitely have my eyes out there, and I want to also shout out Local. He's a Cyber Samurai holder, advisor on the a team member on Cyber, Cyber, Cyber Samurai as well. And he's been one of the guys I've been uh, relying a lot on for my ordinals information. So I want to shout out to him too. Yeah, absolutely. No, he's been he's been a plethora of knowledge for for ordinals. And Joe, how are you feeling about ordinals, and have you explored it at all? Yeah, so I definitely have explored it, and um, I think. I think two things. One, it's very like like um, Dor said. It. So it's the intrinsic value right now because it's so hard to do and so hard to understand. And then I think once that passes, like any new meta does, you're gonna see Bitcoin maxis start to realize, oh, I don't have to fuck with altcoins to make more BTC. I can fuck with these. And then that paradigm shifts, and then you create a real systematic uh, monetary value for these things. So. I think there's a real uh, succession to ha be had here with them, and uh, it's going to be very exciting to see. But yeah, with BTC being the most decentralized blockchain, and and ordinals kind of make sense for something that's going to be there forever, holds a satoshi value as well as an intrinsic value as well. So it makes sense to me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, uh, speaking of ordinals, though, we do have. I so I always look for ways that. You know, we we talked about Adam Applewell coming on with his uh, Iron Paw Gang mint, and if you oh want, yeah, real quick, D Gods yeah. did it first. D Gods did what first? We inscribed them five hundred D Gods plus, <laughs> baby, before Yuga, before Yuga. That's right. Yeah, you guys did, but that's. I mean, I think that's just a byproduct of Frank has like always said he was a Bitcoin maxi for the longest time. So that to me, that move made sense, and I'm sure as soon as he saw that, he's like, oh yeah. This is how we're, what we're gonna do with our our exiled D gods, right? And it just made sense. I mean, it was it was a match made in heaven I, as far as his philosophy and what you can do with those exiled. So, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You guys did do it first. Congrats. Go ahead and pat yourselves on the back, D gods. And you already um, know we are, baby. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's um there's actually another collection that is doing some ordinals as well. Like I said, if you want exposure without having to go venture on there first, you know, one of the things you can do, and I talk about with Adam Ape all the time, if you want ETH exposure, what you could do is go grab a supply chain box of monkey. Actually, I need to delist mine. I keep going back and forth. Y'all just full disclaimer. I keep going back and forth. Do I want to sell it now and try to play the mint and see if people paper hand. And then I just grab some, you know, hopefully they have a reveal period too, or, you know, they're all blacked out. Maybe I can snag one that way or, like what I plan to do, I keep going back and forth. So if you see it on there, full disclaimer, I, I have it on there. I don't know if I'm going to sell it or not. You know, I keep going back and forth. But nonetheless, if you want ETH exposure, 
Adam Ape's a great way, you know, going through Iron Paw Gang. It is going to be a great collection. I, I, I do want exposure, right? Some way, shape, or form. I, I think it, it will do incredibly well. Um, they all are looking so good right now. And so if you want that exposure, what you do is you go ahead and buy a supply chain box of monkey or um, a four by four, and then you get a white list pass. And then you have a little bit of ETH. I don't think he's fully announced it yet. If it's 0.15 to 0.35, but I know that's what he announced on the show. Um, and just talking a little bit about getting some exposure on ETH. The same thing you can now do with ordinals. So the, how you do it right now is that yesterday, was just announced by Catalina Whales that they will have Nakamoto Whales. If you have five whales that are floating, so using their staking mechanism, it's soft staking, you go through their portal. It's pretty easy to do. It's pretty easy to set up. But if you have five whales, you can go ahead and get a Nakamoto Whale. This will be an ordinal whale. It will be inscribed with ordinals. So if you Ooh. want the closure, um, that's and they pumped Damn. too. They, they had a nice little pump yesterday. They've come back down. So look, the a little bit of tidbit, a little bit of trading philosophy for you. When you start seeing these pumps off announcements, you can usually catch it on retraces. So they have come back down a little bit. I'm actually interested. Um, I do have three whales and I kind of want two more right now, just so I have some ornal expo exposure. That's seamless for me, right? I just get this solely for having them staked or floated, I guess. And um, I don't know. I think for me, I always look for these opportunities where I can get some exposure, maybe trade on there. And then now I have some ordinal exposure. I now have some ETH exposure and I barely even had to leave the chain to get that exposure. Right. Um, just my two cents on it. Dor, have you have you checked out Nakamoto whales or anything about it yet? Because of the recent move, your boy's been super busy, so I have not even logged on. I just heard about Nakamoto Wells from you. That surprised me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, they are um, real quick. V, real quick question, because I might have a clarification for other people in the audience. How how do you prove? So it's an ordinal that's on BTC, yet it's held on ETH. Like you can buy, you purchase it with in in ETH, and they hold it in escrow. Because how do you prove? Uh, how do you prove ownership of these things? Like I don't understand it because I'm like so smooth brained. Like is there a dit? Like you're not clicking on collectible or somewhere. Like how do you prove this is yours? How do you see it? How do you? Is just a numbering system of satoshis on BTC. So every satoshi has a certain number attached to it. Um, for those who don't know, there's a hundred million satoshis in one uh, one Bitcoin. So each people can take an image and put on to a satoshi. So that's how oh, like people track it. Yeah. Oh. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's why the whole block. So that whole block that was that was um, from D gods. That whole block itself, that Bitcoin block, was inscribed through. Okay, I get it now. Okay, okay. And they're like, they inscribe the block. is like they have these ordinal numbers, like ordinal number, whatever to whatever. So, and then this is where the rarity game comes into play too. Because certain ordinal numbers are more rare than other ones. So let's say you have ordinal number 6969. That could be more rare than, I don't know, 6142. Ordinal numbers are assigned as satoshis are minted so every new block satoshi comes out boom each satoshi is now numbered so the more rarer that satoshi is the more uh like the first satoshi ever created will probably be super rare 
and that's where the Ordinal's rarity game comes in play. So let's say if you got the four, the 420th Satoshi that came out and you got a you inscribe a Pepe on that, that could have value to it. So yeah, yeah, it's it's funny because it's kind of like a gamified way of you know we see it in editions a lot too in the one on one scene where everybody is trying to get that first edition and then it's like well you know if there's a hundred editions everybody's like waiting to click and see if they can get number 69 because we're all dgens here and everything like that so um there is there is like almost a gamified way of inscribing on satoshis and so it's, it's it is interesting to me to see how it all plays out but thank you guys hey, yeah that real quick sorry yeah that's all, yeah, that's all door it. that's all door but um yeah going back to catalina they have had a nice retrace they are at 26.92 before you go aping into catalina i do have to make sure and see the snapshot hasn't been taken yet so you know if you want to go ask them they're usually a very responsive twitter i need to go ask kenny and see if they have or not but i haven't seen anything on the timeline that says snapshot has been taken i haven't checked the discord as well so just full disclosure by the time you're listening to this if it's on podcast by the time you're listening even right now i don't know if that offer is still valid so be careful, but nonetheless, I, I still, I love whales. Dude, they announced a Def Jam uh, partnership. How many other NFTs are doing that? And like, we're, we're continuing to fade them, dude. I, I don't, I don't necessarily get it. I love my collection of three whales, by the way. My, my three whales are so slick looking and like. You want to think, you know, you, I was thinking about why you're going to make out with that. And I was thinking about Catalina whales, right? And the paradigm of this market, this new market real quick. And I was thinking like, I need a bag of those because as you see already, we're getting to the point where we're not minting out bullshit. We're actually very critical of founders and new people coming into this space and what they want out of us and how much money they're getting from us. Like we actually care now as a hive mind. And um, and with that, I think that's that's going to. Joe Rogue for you, Dor. Am I rugging? Oh, my goodness. What's happening right now? Hello? My, my... Can, can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know why I just I just yeah. rug so hard. Um, but so, yeah, as that that's all I was saying, we're very critical of new liquidity, where it's going, who's coming into the space, who's building. And with someone like Catalina Wales that has been building and creating real utility for their holders, not Ponzi-nomics, nothing they get in trouble with the SEC, real life, real utility that an NFT community you would want from, like it actually makes sense, right? So as our paradigm shifts and gets more mature, these products are going to start looking at people like, why don't I have a few of those? Just like I'm thinking right now, right? Multiplied by 10. Same investor mindset like me. I'm not the only one out here trading like myself, thinking that way that multiplies and compounds and you start seeing liquidity shift smart money you would say into these projects have stuck around no matter what flood's been thrown at them and have, and have actually curated really serious innovative shit and catalina is one of them right and you're, you're seeing it no matter what anyone says they're bringing on partnerships they're throwing massive fucking ordeals they have ordinals like they're, they're creating really cool utility that's not going to be subjected to an sec audit so that's where I'm at with Catalina's. I was sitting down uh, smoking the other day and I was really taking a gander about Catalina's, man. And I wanted to get that out now that you said that. I forgot about that thought. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Joe. Like, I, I do think Catalina is, they just, they're doing it for the long haul. And I think a lot of people like lose, like their, their long vision is obscured. They can't see past a year. They can barely see past a month, especially in Solana. So I... I don't know. I've been saying it for a while. I think Catalina is probably one of the more safe NFT plays solely because of their connections. I think they're doing the Web3 strategy right. Like they're introducing trait packs. 
They had announced a deal with Def Jam. They're now doing Nakamoto whales. Like their ability to adapt has actually been pretty impressive lately. And I, I think a lot of people are undervaluing it. Um, I'm now seeing a, a whole list of, of whales being listed according to Soul Sniper. So really, I do think like this may be a pretty decent time to get some on the pullback, especially if Nakamoto whales are still a thing. So I'm very interested in whales right now. I, when when are they going to divulge their their strategy to Bubble Goose? Like I I I I want Bubble Goose to be doing like trait packs or something fun. Like you can just give just little tidbits to remind people that you are there. Um and and so I'd love to see it. Right. Listen, I completely forgot about them. So it would be nice if they did something, dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and I just like just a, a quick reminder. That's all I'm asking for is like you know drop like. Yeah, a mixtape, dude. I've always said, like, I guarantee you, Bubble Goose has some pull in the music industry. They they teased Megan the Stallion for forever. I've never heard anything of that. Like, if they made a a, a soundtrack for for what Bubble Goose is gonna be, and then airdrop it to a bunch of people, like, hey, this is a collectible that's on the blockchain, and like you have access to it, bro. That would be fire. Like, what? Why haven't you done that? I don't know. I like they could they could be doing so much, and in, instead they're just gonna fade to obscurity if they don't get a good Web three focused strategy going. Um, whereas I, I have a longer term horizon. I know they're going to build something special. I wouldn't fade Carl Jones or Slatty or anybody like that, but just in the interim, you can, you can come up with strategies to do something for that. But nonetheless, let's talk about projects. Cause I, I guys, we've seen some nice run-ups over the past 24 hours, 48 hours. Um, it does feel like a lot of things have, uh, bottomed out or at least found a bottom. So, you know, whether they come back to test support or whatnot, that's up to you. You know, make sure you're looking at charts. But Clanosaurus tops that list. This thing has been absolutely moving. And this is why I have always felt very comfortable with Clanosaurus. Like I looked at that, I was like, dude, they can go to 10. And all I'm gonna do is load up more. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't even think it gets that low. But Clanosaurus, one, nailing the web three strategy. Two, they have a sound focus of where they want to go with their web two strategy, where they want to onboard people. Three, it's a very approachable brand. I mean. And, and for they keep releasing stuff like, OK, when they went to um, Portugal for uh, Lisbon, right, uh, they they dropped Sardinias and then they dropped clay makers, they dropped clay. Now they're dropping croissants from NFT Paris like these guys get it like they, they get it. You don't have to drop a token or anything. You just drop fun collectibles like you are a collectible project. So I have long believed in Klanos. This just furthers my belief in them. I think Cab and his team are incredible, not only in the Web 2 experience, but like the fact that they have a Web 3 strategy as well. They're crushing events. I guarantee you there's like very little people that are coming away from these events having more traction than Klanosaurus. Like they just they get it. Um, I'm so happy to see them pump. You're starting to see whales and it's not just soul whales either. It is ETH whales. Like, um, timeless is his name over on Twitter. He, he bought an ancient, he bought like 50 clanosaurs. And then he said, I'm making a, a bid collection for 150 more. That's conviction. You love to see it from whales. And when whales start moving like that, and it's not just him either. I've seen a, a few other ETH whales start moving into the project. That is uh, I'm I'm so comfortable in the fact that I think they will hit 100 soul at one point. 50 soul seems imminent at this at this rate. But guys, I want your opinion on Clanosaurs. Anything you want to take away from it? Do you see any plays here? Because I see clay makers. I see clay. I see croissant. Well, croissants was so obvious and I didn't buy, but I I did buy some clay and clay makers uh, just because my risk tolerance right now in NFTs still is like I want to st start seeing a little bit more movement across the board, but. 
Let's go with you first, Door, and then Joe. Clay to Soros, dog. Your boy, full disclosure, I got three clay nodes and a golden claymaker. So, yeah, I'm bullish. And I think my golden claymaker is going to turn into a money printer here in the near future once they start rolling out uh, all the different aspects of well, how to, what you can do with your clay. Because we're going to see a huge deflation amongst claymakers because a lot of the generic ones only have one use. And then the second tier, I think, has three to four uses. So that's going to go fast because it's not just what the armor you can make uh, to upgrade your or to make your claymasaurs into a certain classes. They're going to have like weapons and other things in the future. So with me and my time horizon on trading, it's like I can be a little patient. So right now, I think one of the best plays that you could potentially do, especially on speculation, is just picking up a golden claymaker. But at, with the croissants, man, I it's like just everything about the team, man, they know what they're doing. They know how this market moves. They know how to pump the floor while also working on the web two aspects and pu pushing the other projects. I think on RevBot a couple weeks ago, I was like, I'm bullish on people who know the market. And guess what? This team knows the market. Yep, it's true. Um, I and, and I can't agree more. Um, there's actually a really good question in chat. I do want to address it. Um, Michael is asking, other projects drop and drop more and are called Ponzi's. Why is Clay no different? And I, I, I think the big key difference is I think they have plans within their ecosystems for all of these drops. Whereas, you know, some of these other projects that are just dropping and dropping is more of a, either a cash grab or they, they just are dropping for the sake of dropping and have no idea what they actually want to do with these within the ecosystem. So I think like clay and clay makers have their role within clay I think sardinias are going to be pterodactyls. They're going to be ultra collectibles within the collection and then croissants, I don't know what they're going to do, but that's also like a huge, they're weaponizing anticipation for what they're going to be. They've already seen what sardinas are going to be. And they're like, huh, well, well croissants could be something too. It's a little bit bigger collection size. I think it's at 444, but um, they just, they they have a strategy for it. And I think that's that's what sets them apart from most of these other airdroppy collections and everything like that. Joe, what's your take real quick on Clanosaurus before we move on to the rest of the market? Yeah, bro, I'm bullish. I, uh, you know, I did call the bottom on all three of them bad boys. So did. it is what it is. I did sell a few, yeah. though. Like, I did take profits in the golden pockets of all all three, just because that's what I do. And then I'll wait for 1.272, 1.618. So a few more there. And then hopefully add, you know, to my long-term ledger with like a U, a D God, my Sam's, all this shit that's paid off and I don't have to think about. It's just there. So that's what my plan is for Clanos because I do love them. So I want to be able to get like a nice setup, like, you know, three clays, a clay, a clay maker and a Raptor for free. Like, I want that to be free on my conscious sitting in my ledger. So that's my plan right now um, with, with Clanos. I'm, I'm very bullish on them. 100%. 100%. Could not agree more. They are going in my long-term stash. Um, you know, I'll parse out some of the portfolio once they reach certain price targets as well. But um, I have higher ambition than uh, some exception. I also didn't catch them at the bottom like I should have because I, I looked at them. I was like, you know what? That 20 soul, these feel free, right? And um, they were. It turns out they were. So there is some other movements in the market. We got Lily making a 50% jump up from it's about 4.3-ish bottom all the way up to 6.75 now. We do have ovals showing some life as well. Elixir ovals. Uh, doing some cool things over there. I sold the bottom on that. So if you want to know uh, how bad of a trader I am at times, there you go. I sold it like 16 or something like that. So um, yeah, rip me, but that's okay. Uh, small little loss. And, you know, I'm happy the collection can go up from there. Um, 
Galactic Geckos, we talked about them for a long time, dude. That that is the most resilient collection of all of this, dude. They have they have absolutely crushed it lately. Um, Ute's still holding a good floor. They're at one 126 right now on Magic Eden. Um, D God's gonna D God, you know, they're having a great time in Paris. I uh, real quick, and I you know, I don't talk about uh, like what's happening on the timeline. You can find other spaces and Twitter spaces for that, but so many people were ripping into D Gods for having a good time with the boys, like uh, which is just so funny to me, dude. It's so funny to me. Like, bro, it's just dudes having fun. It's Paris. retrospection because every time you were where you were trash with your boys, I promise you, if you had a video videotaping you and you watched it back, you'd be like, I'm cringe as a motherfucker, bro. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I agree, bro. Yeah. It's like, what? Like, that's the thing about NFTs. You join it to be a part of the community, make friends. Guess what? If you don't want to go out and party, nobody's telling you to buy a D-God. Nobody's telling you to get out there and dance. But because somebody else is having a good time doing it, why, why are you ragging on them? It's just a, it, honestly, it's just a byproduct of Misery Loves Company, right? And so the whole market was down bad. They're like, well, they can't have a good time. And I'm like, dude, let them have a good time. This is good for NFTs. Like, let the boys cook. Um, there was girls there too. Like a lot of, a lot of them brought their girlfriends or they they do have women holders, you know, like they do have female holders. It's not like they're trying to isolate themselves into like a, a frat club or anything like that. Like it just, it is what it is, you know? And so I don't know. I just, I, I'm sitting there like, yo, stop bragging on them. Start worrying about your own life and, and go, go do your own thing. But nonetheless, these are collections that are actually showing some signs of life. Um, and, and I'm happy for it. Of those collections, guys, so we got Utes, D-Gods, um, Lily, Clanosaurs, and Ovals. Which one do you think you have more bullishness on out of all of them? And, Joe, you can't say D-Gods or Utes. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go Clanos. Um, I am a big Elixir fan. Full, full disclosure, I did trade Elixirs. My best trade so far, I made 400-plus soul from swing trading them. So I have a few in the ledger that I'm not touching. I'm very bullish on Swerver and the squad. Um, so those are in there. But Klanos would have, dude, just the way they're rolling it out. They're the first like project that can reach out from multi-chains where people are coming in, no matter if they're on ETH, Cardano, HBAR. They want a Klano because they just understand, like the, the team gets it. They understand gamifying speculation. They understand taking their time. Like, dude, the merch boxes and shit that they're coming. Like, they got so much stuff coming. People don't even realize the stuff that people love NFTs for, which are their main gimmicks, right? NFT, they're going to do this all traditionary or secondary, right? And, and you're going to see, like, you're going to reap the rewards that you like from your normal bullcrap NFTs, but a much more uh, astounding effect. So I'd have to say Klano's in the macro, man. It's just hard to bet against a team like that right now. I know Door's probably going to say the same thing. You got a nod, Door? That was well articulated, Joe. I don't have anything else to add into that. Like, not saying D-Gods doesn't have more upside to it, especially with the move coming to eat. I just think that Klanos has more room to run if you're looking for multiples. So D-Gods would still be a good play, but uh, I, I do think Klanos the pick right here. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd go with Klanos. And then, yeah, Zuzu in chat was like Geckos. I, I did mention Geckos. I am extremely bullish on Geckos. If I had to rank it, personally speaking, from my perspective, um, D-Gods and Utes aside, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to go ahead and cast those out because they're just very unique case studies because they're moving to other chains. So just staying strictly on Solana, I think my order of bullishness would go Klanos, then geckos um and geckos is right behind dude i i think they have more historical value 
um, with geckos. And I think that's like something you cannot trifle with. Um, but Kalenos to me has more broad appeal. And I think that's what, what gives me more of like a, a higher ceiling approach, but geckos yeah. is the safer floor in my opinion, just because they have historical value. Um, and, and they're just, dude, they're crushing it right now. Um, they're, they're doing everything right. They got independence now. So just like we talked about with monkey Dow breaking away from their original devs, geckos just did the same thing. And I think uh, do trap and, and genuine articles and the rest of the team are just like, they know Web3 very well. So I would put them almost hand in hand with, with Klanos. I think if you want to say for floor geckos, it's just been so consistent. It's one of the best charts in NFTs um, on the Solana side. And then Klanos to me has a little bit more upside. So it really depends on what you're looking for. And then I would go ovals probably next. And then Lily would be my final one. Um, that is nothing wrong with Lily at all. No, Lily's the best PFP. Like I think might might be top PFP on Solana. Like it, it really has for me. I think even across chain, the ability to be one of the best PFP collections, especially what he's bringing with side. You know, his next road, road uh, next track that he's breaking. I think it's track two or whatever it is that bundle's dropping. But yeah, I do think PFP wise, man, that it's it's a hard bargain. You're not finding much better PFP work than that. And I, I, I cannot agree with that more, Joe, because I look as somebody going through, uh, we just went through iterations of, of heist PFPs today. Um, and it's really, I mean, like uh, we talked about it with corrupt and I keep going back to corrupt has one of the, my favorite interview lines of all time, where he's talking about how one-on-one art is more of like an art problem, right? You're, you're fixing art problems. You're coming up with designs and solutions for that unique piece. Whereas generative collections are a design problem, right? You're trying to go, you're trying to tackle a design problem and design it the best possible way um, that everything just kind of coalesces with each other. Um, Lily did it perfectly. I, and I cannot, uh, after being involved in the creative process for heist, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the art for Lily and, and how good of a design it was and everything like that. Like, dude, every Lily just feels so good. So clean. There's a ton of unique designs. I, I mean, he spent forever on these layers. And so, from a generative art perspective, dude, it is one of the best collections out there. And it's not even close. You know, it, it is it is in its own echelon, along with some, you know, pixel art. Like, I, I really do love Critters Cult uh, at SMB just because of historical value and everything like that. I mean, there's there's just few collections that rival what it does on the PFP side. So definitely agree. I think that would be my list for it. But guys, um, let's go ahead and wrap it up with an alpha corner. We do have some life in the market. I think there is some stuff to talk about. Before we get into that, though, we do our Tuesday picks. NFT face-off style. Let's review the results from last week. We had Door calling Utes at 124. We had Joe calling ABC at 78.87. Um, and myself calling Geckos at 38. <sighs> it was a tough week yet again. Um I won, but it doesn't really feel like a win. Um, they went up to 41, or they're at 41 right now. Um, that is a three-soul gain, representing about a 7.5% gain. Not a um, boy. Door with 126 for Utes right now. That's a two-soul gain, representing about a, a 2% gain-ish. And then uh, Joe, Joe, Joe's down bad. <laughs> Joe. Why don't I bet on 
place I actually have in my wallet, bro. I don't know. I just said clay nose. That's my biggest bag at the time. Over like 300 some soul worth of clay nose shit. And I just go, yeah, ABC. Why not? Why not? <laughs> never pick ABC, dog. Never pick it. I was down 50%. I'm like, I'm like, bro, his, like, he's, you know, HG, you might want to, you know, a little ego trip, right? People are coming at him for monkey, all this shit. Maybe, yeah, let me go scoop everything. Let me go. Nope, didn't happen. So, so to give you guys a recap as far as records go right now on the show, um, I am two zero and one. I will consider that one a, a, a contested win with Door um, as well. Door is one zero. Well, he has he has one co win, one loss, and then now he has one second place. And then Joe is zero for two. Um, down in the basement, best trader we have on the show. I've been an underdog my whole life. I've been <laughs> an underdog. I thrive out here, bro. I'm, I'm coming. Don't worry. To be Bye. fair, if we were trading on a shorter time frame, Joe would be probably be waxing us easy. Bro, these are fucking me up. I keep thinking about my place too. I'm like, oh damn, bro. Seven days. My brain doesn't work like this. I know. I know. That's the, that's the funny part is because Joe looks for these like, like, intraday or like maybe a, a handful of days sort of trades and not a week so for me i i just it goes to show that the joe is our best trader on the show i will say that hands down um and and he's losing this so sometimes it is very hard you just see what happens with with this chaos theory that we have in nfts where it's so hard to predict what's going to happen within a week so um that being said guys i'm gonna hand the floor over what's your nft pick for the showdown this week um, who wants to go first? You can go ahead and raise your hand, Dora. You, the Joe, anybody? What are we doing here? You want me to go first? I'll go first. And okay. a pick. <laughs> Let's think here, man. Oh, dang. I'll go first. I'll go first. Can I go? Um, can I go? SPLs? Jeez, You're <laughs> killing me. <laughs> um, no, you got to go with an NFT. We, can, I mean, we could do an SPL uh, face off on like Thursday or something like that, but. Uh. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I do want to hear your NFT picks. I'll go first just to give you guys a little bit of time. Um, my NFT pick and I keep going back and forth. What am I going to decide? What am I going to choose? I just see too much volume with Klanosaurs, um, to deny, but I'm not going to go with Klanosaurs. I'm not going to go with Klanosaurs. I'm actually going to go with Clay. Just Clay. And the reason being. <laughs> no, that's going to be my pick. <laughs> so so there's there's a reason for clay um one i don't think it's moved nearly enough i think it's enough of a thick floor that um these whales are late entrance into the ecosystem right they bought their clay maybe a few of them have clay makers but you're gonna need clay as well and clay right now is such a cheap entry these guys could gobble this stuff up right now when I'm looking at Clay over on Magic Eden, let's go ahead and check it out just to make sure we are on the same page as far as price goes. But on Magic Eden, 0.84 right now is the floor for Clay. So I'm going to lock in Clay. I think this is a mover. I think this is a shaker. I think the floor is thin and it goes back up to like two soul, dude. I think two soul is a very real possibility. So I'm going to lock in Clay. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, Let's go, Joe, because I think I took Door's pick, so I'm gonna let Door take some time to think of another play. Joe, what do you got for us? Man, this is a this is a rough. I'm really trying to think if I were to have to put money into an asset right now. Oh man, dude, this is a hard choice. 
Uh, you know what? I guess we have arcades coming. We have a lot of shit uh, coming up for one of one for uh, sets for Hollowed and Hollowed and Liberty. So I'll go with Liberty Square, the OG collection. The squirrels. The squirrels. squirrels. Okay, let's go ahead and I I actually love that pick. They were on my radar for. Um, they moved first. They moved first. They went up to 15 soul ish and then they retraced back. To, I think they're at like 11 last time I checked. Um, and so I definitely am interested in squirrels right here. I think they are a collection that will continue to do well in the, the Web3 ecosystem. And, um, you know, I, I think Secret Squirrel is just he's very good at knowing what the market's going to do. So they are currently at 10.9. I'm going to go ahead and lock Joe in at 10.9 for a squirrel. What do you got, Dor? was going to go with clay i'm like uh clay seems like a good pickup right about now like there has to be some announcement coming soon so i'm like crap so i don't want to go with planosaurus because like they they just pumped recently and i called the top of abc and that didn't turn out well for me so i'm going to go with croissants man i'm i was like i was like oh i'm torn between croissants or supply chain box no iron falls coming in march but i don't know when in march so i think it's like closer to mid so i might go uh, spoiler alert, I might go with supply chain next week, depending on the uh, Iron Pond news. So don't know if I steal my picks. I'm calling that one early, potentially. But yeah, I'm going to go with croissants, dude. Uh, if we get any type of announcement or more people want to acquire them or they tease something for croissants, I think we'll see a pump in those. So I'm going to take that. Okay, right now I have the price on Magic Eden for croissants. The floor price is 41. It's actually 40.9999, but, you know, I'm not going to – I'm just going to round up, Dora. Are you all right with that? That point zero 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 one yes. game. Okay. <laughs> all right. 41. We're going to go ahead and lock those in. Um, guys, I actually think those are all pretty good choices. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised nobody picked uh, Catalina Wales, although I can see in a week if they do release Ordinals. That's the only reason I was scared to pick them up is because they could have had that pump from Ordinals and then they absolutely nuke back down to like 20 or something like that by this time next week. So we will see at the end who wins the next showdown. Will it? Will I continue my streak? Who knows? Will Door take the reins? Who knows? Will Joe finally get a win in the win column? I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So you didn't sound like you had very much conviction in those squirrels, but we'll find out. Um, guys, is there any plays? Joe, I do want to kick it over to you. Um, we could save the SPL Alpha for SPL Thursdays if you want to. You want to wait for the showdown on Thursdays, but yeah, save it because Door's got to get out of here too. So we'll save it up. We'll save it. Okay, let's actually kick it over to Door real quick. Door, do you have any alpha for us as far as what you're looking at in the market now that we seem to have a little bit of life back in NFTs? Dinosaurs is the best one to pick. We've been talking about that for weeks now, like just everything in the ecosystem, dog. Even at these prices, I don't, I probably wait for a slight pullback, but Clanos is the best uh, alpha I got for this week. Just try to find a good entry for those and just hold on for the long haul. Yeah. I, I definitely think uh, Quinos is such a safe bet. Um, you know, I am worried that uh, I would love to see at, at, at these prices. I'm a little hesitant until we see market, you know, complete sentiment change and everything starts rocketing up from the bottom. But um, until then, I, I still think this is a decent level to pick them up at. So I, I don't hate the pick. I love it, Dor. Uh, Joe, what you got for us? Yeah, alpha-wise, guys, I would say um if you want to make a macro play yeah look for some maybe collection bids on clano on like tensor or some of these other places where people are trying to farm points you might be able to get a lower uh better collection offer taken from you 
um, just because people don't care about losing out on a point one to point three because they're farming tensor points or something like that. That would be my alpha right now is uh, I have personally been farming a bunch of tensor points just because I love Soul Sniper more. But I, I'm not going to not go farm some tensor points because I know that's like baby blur. Even ETH guys are talking about tensor. So like if I can lose, you know, 0.05 to 0.1 soul in transactions, but farming at a 5x rate for the for the meantime, because you're gamifying your first like 24 hours, whatever your account's open, then that's what I'm doing. So there's an alpha drop for y'all. And yeah, that's it. Just uh, be safe and have some fun out here, man. Don't don't spend any money that you can't afford to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I definitely think Tensor is the alpha. Um, I didn't get into it, but the alpha on Tensor, I still love the UI UX from Soul Sniper way more. Um, I still like the charts a lot more. I, from an informational standpoint, Soul Sniper will, will have my heart until further notice. Um, guys, if you want my alpha on all of that, Hello Moon has the best like market-wide stats in terms of ecosystem health and everything like that. I think Soul Sniper is the best way to identify trends and use charting and see, like I do like their aggregator as well, but they don't they don't include Tensor. And so Tensor has everything. And so I think from a trading perspective, it's really interesting on top of the fact that you can farm points and they have a 0% maker fee right now. So if you are looking to list something, it actually has pretty notable volume right now, especially if you're looking to list a popular collection. I think Tensor is the place to be right now. And, and look, if it wants to go ahead and and uh, uh, take market share from Magic Eden before Night Market even comes out from Motley Dow, that's great. I am worried for my Motley Dow, Motley Dow bags because if Night Market is their first concept and Tensor's absolutely taken off, a um, little worried on that front. I did buy 10 of them, but nonetheless, still fine with it. Still going to remain calm and not absolutely uh, floor them or anything like that. But Tensor is the alpha. 0% maker fee. You cannot beat that. You're you're getting a little bit market share back from Magic Eden. And you can be farming points. So I love that call out, Joe. I think we already talked about all the, the things on my radar right now. I do love the squirrels call out. I, I, I was going to bring them up in the alpha corner, so I'm glad you picked them. Um, in terms of everything else, I'm just looking through the market right now. One thing that I think is really interesting, because we've seen gaming do very well, um, we will have Eddie on the show on Thursday. I'm super looking forward to that. Um, Eddie is one of my favorite people in Web3. He's one of the most interesting people in Web3. I think he is one of the biggest proponents and, and everything for Solana. So I love him. I'm so excited to have him on. Um, Dualbots has done really well. I think Pop. I don't know if you guys have seen Pop. Um, Pop's had a nice little run-up. Uh, it's had some nice volume. It's sitting at 12.28 according to Soul Sniper right now and i just i think this is a fun game for a lot of people it is it has pepes you know little animated pepes i think that's that's fun i don't think it's anything crazy or game breaking but there's gonna be some fun that comes with pop and and so i'm excited to see what happens there it does look like a pretty healthy chart right now um and i i can see that is a little bit of alpha right there so pop is definitely another one on my radar outside of the ones we already talked about on the show today so I think that about does it, Joe. You have anything else you want to you want to end with? No, sir. You covered it up pretty good, B. I think we uh, covered a lot of good stuff today. Um, there is money to be made on both chains right now, ETH and Soul. Um, not so much in NFTs, but just being early whitelist allocations. You can start building yourself up because I do think we have a round of liquidity coming in. 
and to compound some of these these plays. There's just some, some mints coming up that you might want to hold on to one or two because it's it's advantageous for your life as a Web3 connoisseur to have one of these in the wallet, right? Other than that, you compound your soul, right? Because it's good for the founder. They're making their revenue. It's good for you and the ecosystem because now you have more soul to come back and put in, right? So like hopefully, and the people that are still here, I will hope most of us have been vetted and everyone that's pretty much here just for the money is gone. So I'm hoping that this new round of liquidity might be smaller, unique wallet size, but a smarter uh, allocation of liquidity coming. So that's my hope for the day. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So thinking about does it for us on this show, guys, thank you so much for tuning in with us on Rare Fud Radio. If you liked the episode, go ahead and make sure you hit that subscribe button down in YouTube. Like the video. It does help us grow the channel out a ton. Make sure you're following us on your podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you do enjoy the show, please remember to leave a review there. It does help us on that front as well. We also have a ton of shorts, so if you miss clips or want any highlights from the stream, they are available shortly after. And podcasts, they are uploaded moments after the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with us on another episode of Rare Fud Radio. We will see you Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.